This is another episode of Main Corpse. Horror Derbs. Alright, this is uh, this is gonna be fun. We have got a story for you that's going to turn the stomach. Alright, welcome back to Main Corpse. Horror Derbs. I'm your host, Matt. And I'm Kelsey. And today, I have got the beginning of a three-parter, and not only is it, is it a three-part story that you're going to hear, it's also going to be three parts um, involving the food as well, because Kelsey, you don't know this yet, but I have three episodes worth of the candy bars you have made fun of me with, over um, lined up for us to finally try. So can you please explain what we have sitting in front of us right now? Yeah, Since you so, have been adamant that it's fake. Yes. Um, so it to me, what this looks like is Brittany did a really, really good Photoshop of a fake candy bar called a Zagnut. <clears throat> we have a Zagnut sitting in front of us right now. <laughs> All right. It's real. Um, I found it at Five Below. <laughs> five Below in Morgantown is where I actually picked this one up. Um, I knew they had one over there. So today when I was at Harbor Freight Tools, never mind about that whole story. Harbor Freight, give me free stuff. Um, but we went into Five Below. So you can actually go to your local Five Below and probably find this. Um, it was, I think, like $1.50. Pretty expensive for a candy bar. Uh, not by today's standards. But we also brought over a Chicka Stick because there are a lot of people that compare these two candy bars. Um, so I feel like we should just get right into it. Let's start with the one that you've had before, which is the Chicka Stick. All yes. Right? All right. Let's, let's give go. it a shot. It gives me Butterfinger vibes every time. Mm-hmm. Chicka Stick's amazing. So the Chicka Stick, if you've never had one... It's basically toasted coconut, some sort of, is that toffee or what is that they put around that? Some sort of coating that's chewy. I don't know. It's good. Yeah. And it's got like Butterfinger on the inside of it. It's uh, like a, a peanut butter. Crunchy peanut butter rolled in toasted coconut. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So now. A fake candy about? bar. Yeah. Try the fake candy bar. Mm. I'm way more peanut butter. That reminds me of the new Reese's um, Crunchy. Mm-hmm candy bar but it is far superior to the chico stick okay it is quite good so i, I need don't to taste leave. any coconut i need to leave for a second to take my victory lap on this one because um i, I was made fun of all right guys i was hold on a minute I was made Shut fun up. of over this candy bar i didn't I make fun of you over this candy bar i was um, just certain it wasn't real it's amazing isn't it it's really good yeah. it's really really good so Basically, it's a more peanut buttery Butterfinger mm -hmm. with peanut butter on the outside of it. And I agree with you. I'm having trouble finding the toasted coconut flavor in it. Um, it's not quite enough coconut. But it is a very good candy bar. Um, and I actually think it's better than a Butterfinger in my, in my mind. I mean, this is my favorite way to eat this type of candy bar is with the, uh, the peanut butter. No, it's really good. I like it. Yeah, it's very good. As a matter of fact, I have another one in the car for me, so the rest of that one is all you. Sweet. That belongs to you. And if you want another one, they're right by, they're they're at a restaurant, they're at a, a gas station, not a gas station, a grocery store right by my house, too. And I can pick them up there. So if you're like me and you're now obsessed with Zagnuts, um, let me know. But the other thing I'm trying to find is a score bar. If any of you know where is I can find it. It's called S-K-O-R. S-K-O-R. If I anyone have... knows... I looked at Five Below and I can't find it. I have like 
really far, far away memories mm-hmm. of having physically seen a score. There's no way you didn't, because back in the day, they were everywhere. I used to get them at the 7-Eleven uh, that was right down the house, right down the road from my house in Logan County. So, okay, it was my favorite candy bar growing up. That and a Zagnut. Um, alrighty, so today, I've got part one in a potential three-parter, definitely a two-parter. We'll see how it goes. But what I wanted to cover, and the reason it's only it's only going to be in these shorts, is there's not a lot of information around this. Um, so today, I'm going to talk about the victims of the Mad Butcher killings in Fayette County, West Virginia, that occurred oh. between 1962 and 64. Have you ever heard of this before? I have not. It is considered one of the strangest strangest unsolved crimes um, in America right now. So the Mad Butcher killings. Now, Hold here's... on. Before you get into that, um, yes. speaking of Fayette County, um, is that where we're going to be? It is. As a matter of fact, a lot of these murders, um, a lot of these murders took place in Oak Hill, West Virginia, which is, I believe, right where we're going to be. That is right where we're going to be. Correct. At para- a new paranormal con. Um, the 13th of May, right. if you guys want to see us. And do you want to tell them the really fun news about that, or should we wait? Oh, let's talk about it. Let's talk about I'm it for a minute. I'm excited about it. Because this is not going to be a super long episode. Do you want to tell them what we have lined up? Yes, we are going to present an episode live, not like we did at the farmer's market, where we just, like, mm-hmm. recorded live and talked to a couple of people while we were there. No. We are presenting as actual presenters at this paranormal convention, and um, do you want to tell them now what we're going to cover, or should we talk about it later? I'm going to be cryptic about it, and I'm going to say, if you want to know and get an idea of what we're going to be covering, you can go search um, Glenville State College and look for anything paranormal that you might be able to find. Um, I am reading an entire book about that right now. Amazing. It was also um, suggested to us by a listener. It was. So we are very excited to cover it. And we're so excited to be a part of this Paranormal Con. We mm-hmm. will um, put links to it like we did with the last one um, on Facebook. And as soon as we know what time we're going to be presenting, my understanding is we get 30 minutes. Um, and I'll let you guys know what the time frame is, when you can expect to see us. We likely won't have time to do the food. We'll just be doing the, the story. Um, so if you want to come and join us and listen in live, it's going to be amazing. <coughs> Something go down the wrong way? A piece of Zach nut. See, that's the revenge. Come and see us there. We will put up all the information we have about it as that information becomes available. But we're both incredibly excited. Yeah, I am. I'm so excited. We're going to be there. We're going to talk all day like we did at this last con. Mm-hmm. Except we're going to have to leave Brittany behind at our booth yep. while we present. It's going to be amazing. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm so excited. It. Um I'm looking forward to people who have no clue who we are getting to meet us that way. I think that's going to be really fun. It was so fun the last time. It really was. So, And can you imagine how much more fun it would have been if we could have presented at that one, too? So, mm-hmm. hint, hint, if you want us to present something, let us know. Um, all right, so let's get into this. So, the problem with this one, and the problem with this whole story, is they never caught who did these killings. Um, there are a few suspects. That's what we're going to get into next. And then we're going to get into where it currently stands in the potential third episode, if I can find some more detail about it. 
what we're going to do with this one is we are going to talk about the crimes themselves. So these are the crimes that have been attributed to who they have termed the Mad Butcher of Fayette County. Um, and these occur between 1962 and 1964. So the first one we have is Bob McAgee, um, who was who went missing in February of 1962. He was going to electrical school in Chicago when he came home to West Virginia to visit his mother, who was in a nursing home. He was believed to have been hitchhiking back to Kingston from the nursing home. When he didn't arrive, um, his friends thought he had returned to Chicago, and he has never been seen again. So that was our first one who went missing in this time frame. Ernest Esker Gwynn went missing on July 3rd, 1962. His skull was found with a bullet hole in it on May 28th, 1963. He was 76 years old um, of Oak Hill, Fayette County. Police believe his skull was found near Thurmond, West Virginia, uh, which is a little, little town. Um, have you ever been to Thurman before? No. It's pretty interesting. It's where they filmed the movie Mate One, if you've ever watched that. It's a John Sayles movie. So, there you go. He just um, said that like I knew any of those words. <laughs> so, um... Uh, Ernest was last seen at his landlord's diner um, for mine lunch in Oak Hill near his boarding house. Sammy Smith went missing on October 20th, 1962. He was a worker at Four Minute Lunch Diner. That connects those two together because yeah. that's where the one victim was last seen. Um, so again, he was uh, he was an employee of the Four Minute Lunch Diner, last seen at Top Hat Drive-In um, after hitching a ride home after work. Um, someone saw him walking towards a dirt road to his parents' house in Scarborough. Uh, Mike Rogers then went missing on December 19th, 1962. His, his remains were found on December 26th. Um, he was 19. And he was last seen at the end of Oak Hill, uh, near the entrance of Salem Road. The body was cut into 13 pieces and scattered around Gauley Mountain near Chimney Corner in Gauley Bridge, Fayette County. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lou uh, Louise Bennett went missing on July 27th, 1963, and his remains were found in September of that year in Fayette County. Um, the body was found along the railroad tracks near Minden. The body uh, believed to have been blown to pieces by dynamite. So what links these together besides the timeline? Um, it's the fact that they all happened at like the same time. That's why this is not one I'm going to do a full length on because there's not enough linking them together. But apparently authorities and local newspapers both believe that at least some of these were all attributable to the same person. Um, now, why? I'm not 100% sure. And that's why this is not going to be a full length. But it is really, really interesting, at least. Um, the next would be Shirley Jean Arthur, um, uh, age 33 of Oak Hill, um, who went missing on November 22nd of 1963, was last seen hitching a ride um, from home in Sophia, Raleigh County, um, to her parents' home. Um, now, again, one thing I will say that is linking some of these together for me is, is the, the fact that, that they're all hitchhiking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and again, they're finding body parts. They found just the skull of one of them. One was blown apart with dynamite. One was cut into 13 pieces. There's certainly something going on there with the bodies being, being cut up or scattered. Um, so that may be one thing, too. Yeah, I, that all makes sense, but... Mm -hmm. 
surely doesn't make sense because up until now, his victimology has been men. Correct. Now, the last one, there's only one more. Sergeant James Lee Haynes went missing on December 7th, 1963, and was last seen hitchhiking to his parents' home in Salisville to deliver Christmas presents. Investigators believe he may have been killed by three men with whom he had an altercation at a tavern the day he disappeared. Um, it's believed that those three men may have run him over with their car in Raleigh County, um, drove to Wyoming County, and buried his body in a large hollow um, on Bolt Mountain. Um, during a search in the area, James Billfold and Army dog tags were located. Bloody rags were found in a hollow tree stump, and James's body was not located. In 1971, an arrest was made in that case, but charges were dropped due to the lack of evidence. James was declared dead um, one year after his disappearance. So, um, I'm going to get into the investigation next. I will admit I have not read into it yet, but this was a really good starting point for me because, first of all, I wanted to know all of the victims and what was going on with them at the time, um, when they were killed, everything like that, because you do have to admit one thing. That many murders that and disappearances that close together in such a small area without, yeah. you know, no, that, that... there's clearly something going on with some of these. Yeah, no, that makes sense to some degree, but there's nothing about, if say this happened today, mm -hmm. there's nothing about the crimes linking the crime scenes together. Yeah. There's nothing about the victims linking the victims together now that we have Shirley. Well, we, we may find more when I get into the yeah. investigation. So yeah. right now I am a non-believer. However, <laughs> I'm willing to listen. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, and again, I do have a little bit more on this one. I'm not going to go crazy into detail with it, but I do have a little bit more. Um, and I will kind of dig into that with the next short. Um, All because, right. again, I've only read into the investigation a little bit, and I think it may start to uh, answer some of your questions about how they're linked. Hopefully. Too. Yeah, because two of them for sure are linked through the diner, and then all of the ones hitchhiking seem like, I mean, because that, but that's a n pretty normal thing for a serial killer to do um especially well, and that was so normal back in the day Correct. yeah like that's how my great-grandmother met my great-grandfather she hitchhiking. was hitchhiking got it okay so yeah maybe maybe that's just what it is i mean that many people hitchhiking some bad stuff's bound to happen yeah it's an awful lot of people in a short amount of time though yeah no for sure yeah so i can't wait until the next part all right next episode we are going to be trying um, Goldenberg's Peanut Chews, uh, which I'm not sure how you're going to feel about these because I don't really know how I feel about them. I'll tell you later. And then if everything works out, episode three, we're going to track down a score bar. All right. We're going to do it. And we'll, we'll try it, um, next to a Heath bar. So we can compare I the two. I love Heath bars. Me too. I think you're going to really love scores if you like Heath because Heath was, I went to Heath when I stopped finding scores. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's all we have for this this round of Horror D'oeuvres. Um, you can listen to us where? Everywhere. You can Everywhere. listen to really awesome podcasts. Wherever you're listening to us now. You can listen on here. Give yeah. it a shot. But you can contact us um, through our email at maincorpsepodcast at gmail.com or through our Facebook page. We I check... Instagram about once a month. Yeah, same with Twitter. I check it every now and again. So yep. you can you can message us there, just don't expect a quick response. Correct. 
All right. Stay creepy, you weirdos. Stay creepy. Stay creepy.